Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to share with you. So, with, we, ah, sure, we are. We're going to share with you some information um, that's been released that we think might help you in planning a future trip. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hello, everyone. Agent Consultant <laughs> for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. I changed my mind halfway through. <laughs> Did you? That's right. My mouth didn't work halfway through, so mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good day. Um, excellent. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, everybody, home for listening and watching. Again, as I mentioned, there's uh, a bunch of sort of odds and ends of information that have come out. They don't quite fit into one show, and it's not enough to do a whole show on. So I thought maybe let's clump them together. And I think folks might find one or two things useful out yep. there. So uh, let's get started. Um, the first thing I wanted to mention is that, um, I don't know if you guys are paying attention, there's a new TSA, Transportation Security Administration, uh, restriction out there for powders in baggage, If you are, especially if you're coming from Europe. Um, this is in response to some threats that they've had and some instances they think um, with, pe- with uh, powders being in carry-ons. So starting June 30th of 2018, the TSA will require extra screening and limit the size of powders and carry-on bags of travelers entering the U.S. Um, I do want to mention this is currently not a restriction for domestic flights. Right. So, Tracy, did you, you didn't see this coming from Canada, right? Uh, no, they didn't. I didn't see any signs. Um, although, you know what? I didn't fly out of Canada this time, so I wouldn't have. I flew domestically. Okay. Um, but we're not seeing. We're hearing that it's flights entering the U.S. Um, a little unclear if it's from Canada or just international airports at this point. Yeah. We are just um, around the 30th now as we're recording. So we haven't exactly seen it play out. Let me just give you a little bit more depth on what they're doing. This is for travelers flying to the U.S. Uh, any powdered substances like makeup, protein shakes, spi- protein shake mixes, not uh, in liquid form, spices and baby powder will need to be packed in containers less than 12 ounces or about the size of a, co- a soda can. That's actually a lot. It's, that, a, it's a decent that, amount. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like, oh, no, I've got to put everything into tiny little baggies or something right. like that. Especially to take it in your carry-on, right? Like if, yeah. you were, if you were taking a carry-on, chances are you're traveling on a shorter trip. So I think And your baggage space is limited, right. so you want to want to yeah. do that. So just be aware of that. Um, the TSA is asking international airports with nonstop flights to the U.S. to implement this policy. Right. And I think they are allowing things, so like baby formula, um, they're allowing that. Um, anything that's like a medicine, um, a cremate, cremated remains are exempt. So just in case you're traveling with grandma. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That can be grandpa, too. It could be. I'm sorry. Right. You're right. And that's the mix. That's before you had water. You know that. <laughs> oh, but. man. What? Nothing. He digressed Nothing. <laughs> already. Nothing. I'm just going to let this one play out. So something to be aware of if you're traveling. You know, you want to make sure that that's not going to cause you any problems. I, I can't believe a lot of people are traveling with a great deal amount of powder bigger than a soda can. <laughs> I would imagine it comes a lot for people who are traveling with infants. Yeah. You know, and if they're exempting the baby formula, then yeah, I'm guessing it would have to be in some kind of a sealed container. I don't know how they're determining that it is baby formula, but that's for them to decide. Put your finger. Yeah. 
<laughs> and how much Grandpa. baby formula do you really need on a flight? It's not just for the flight, I guess, if people are not um, traveling with. Although if you're traveling with kids, chances are you're checking bags. It's been a while since I've traveled with a baby, but that sounds like a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you're, if you're going overseas, I mean, eight hours. Yeah. I'll just say coming back from uh, Alaska, once we got to Orlando, we landed about two minutes before the entire airport shut down for bad weather. And then we were stranded out on the jetway oh, for yeah. an extra two and a half hours. There's, there's that, and I guess. So that was that was mm-hmm. a situation where I I mean I was fine as an adult human, but there were plenty of people who did say, not did you, plan ahead for something did like Kylie that. Bring you your bottle. Oh, it's, I bring my own bottle. All right, I've, you were fine as an adult. But were you so fine if your baby gets hungry, <laughs> ask for extra pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. crush those. Crush up. them up. <laughs> Put some water. <laughs> You know, little bottles of vodka for babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're for, right? <laughs> Baby chum. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Let's go. Moving on to our next piece of information. Um, this, to me, is really big. And I'm interested to hear what our opinions are around the table. Royal Caribbean unveils plans and price list for revamped private island perfect day at Castaway Cay. Royal Caribbean has announced in March that it planned a massive $200 million makeover of Castaway K, which will be renamed. I don't think that's no, right. Coco it's Coco K. K. Coco K. Shoot. Royal Caribbean does not go to Castaway K. That is Disney's private island. Right. Let me restart. Royal Caribbean unveils plans and price for revamping private island perfect day at Coco K. Sorry. It's going to be a $200 million makeover of Coco K, which will, which will be renamed Perfect Day at Coco K. The overhaul of the 125-acre island is creating a private island with amenities never before seen. There'll be a water park uh, with the tallest slide in North America. Uh, there'll be a zip line. There'll be uh, water play areas. There'll be a helium balloon attraction. A whole bunch of new stuff and a whole bunch of cool stuff going in. However... Everything on this island is going to be individually priced. There's a few free things. There's some free areas where you can go, but any of these activities, um, like they'll have a water play area, they'll have the beaches, they've got some free food options on there. Um, they've got um, like a lagoon, swim lagoon. So there's that. But as soon as you want to do anything outside of that, it seems like everything is. Yeah. This is what surprises me the most is that their water park is going to have a fee. You would think at the very least, you know, that would be included in your cruise. A uh, water park features 13 water slides, a wave pool, an adventure pool, and complimentary dining at Snack Shack. It'll be $44 to $99 per person for a full day. What? I know. That, yeah. I, I think that's crazy. That doesn't surprise me. Really? See, yeah. yeah, and I'm with Kevin on that. I think you're paying rock bottom prices for these cruises that include Coco Cay, especially if I, I, I know that some of the other longer cruises will stop there, but a lot of these are three and four night where you could be, you know, two people spending considerably less than a thousand dollars to be on that ship. I just think it's just kind of a revenue added thing where they figure we'll do this. And I think Coco Cay was always just a beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like, like there's other stuff. It always looked to me like a sandbar. Yeah. We'll go through all the other things that do cost money, and I agree with a lot of these. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I think if they have you a water park. at least the water park should be? Yeah. Should be. It seems really, really cheap. Or at least less than $99 yeah. per, 99 person. Bucks per That's, person. I would, if you would and have said 30. And I'm guessing the range, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing the range may depend on popularity, dates, things right. like that. 
Kind of like Universal's Fast Pass. But the thing is, they're bringing ships there. There's no other way to get there. Hmm. So aren't all the days having the same amount of people, basically? So it seems weird to me that they would be able to determine a range. It's kind of... Yeah, well, it's also... Um, adult and children pricing will be different. Right. And then children also, under three will be free. It also depends on the... Um, the passenger mix. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, if you're in the summer and you've got a boatload of kids, That's it's true. probably going to be more expensive as opposed to, you know, the autumn sailing. Right. And it could be very likely that in December or January, you wouldn't really want to use the water park. It can right. be still cool so I, in those I can, areas. I, I'm, I'm not suggesting that I think this is a good idea. I just am suggesting that I'm not surprised right. by it. The other thing, too, is um, a lot of times these are the cruises that they give away for casino cruises. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've got... I would, I would equate 2000. it to a cabana. I can go to Castaway Key and it doesn't cost me anything. So, but see, I think that's okay. I think playing for the water park is wrong. Let me. That's his line. I, <laughs> for future reference, that's his line. Playing for the water park is wrong. <laughs> All right, let me tell you what else they have. I'm going to see if you agree with me or not. I doubt I will. They have overwater cabanas for up to eight people. Uh, that will feature a complimentary restaurant, clubhouse, and other features. These in the cabana, around the cabana. Oh. These will these be are big. One, these will be one thousand five hundred ninety nine dollars in peak season. A day. A day. Yeah. Now, I guess they're going to have this exclusive um, Cocoa Beach Club, they're calling it, where it's going to be almost like island concierge, I guess, mm-hmm. um, where you can, you can, I think you can also pay to be, pay a daily rate to be part of that club without the cabana, and it's the exclusive restaurant, exclusive beach, and yeah, fifteen ninety nine a day for, I think we're, when, like later in, like later next year before that section is open, I think it's opening in I don't know what the word is, but so for eight people, that's two hundred bucks a day. Yes, and you well, figure if that's your dinner, also, I, I guess I think that's expensive, especially when you compare it to something like um, Disney's cabanas aren't that much. Right. Well, so they have less expensive cabanas that don't have the beach club access, and these should be as avail- available for as little as two hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, hard slow season. Yeah, I hope these are revamped. I did the cabanas at Coco Key at one point with Pete. Yeah, and they were all awful yeah. and they were right on the rocks. So you didn't even have beach access to it. You yeah. had rock access. Yeah, they're changing that a lot. Okay. So those are gonna range from like two ninety nine to five ninety nine depending on the date. I don't know what the low end is of the fifteen ninety nine cabana because that's the only number I've seen. Right. They say at peak season, but I haven't seen what the low end of that is. Um, but I mean I guess if you're, you know, four couples four hundred dollars a day you could kind of maybe see some value but if chances are you're a family of five four five or six and that's a that's probably more than you paid for your cruise (laughs) i mean but you have to think too if this same family of four couples not family of four couples four different couples all coming together uh if they all have the drink package too Mm -hmm. and they've got that luxury service of having a waiter constantly coming and bringing them free drinks the entire day and not really caring about how how plastered they're getting, then that could be part of the added value as well, yeah. too. Well, there's certainly there's a plus to having that service. Uh, we looked at the ones on Labadee, mm-hmm. and we thought they were nice enough mm-hmm. and they were fine. We didn't do it, but they were, you know, okay. They all had stairs up to them. Yeah, especially the ones over the water. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Luxury sells. It does. And I doubt there's many. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I'm thinking this is pretty exclusive. Have a few of them create demand. 
I'm guessing they've done research. Royal Caribbean has been doing this a long time. My guess is they think the market can sustain it. Well, I also think that, you know, Coco Cay is not really a luxury experience at this. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't luxury, before. You're right. It wasn't a luxury experience. Yeah. They're turning it into a luxury experience. Right. And it's the one place where they have the ability to do that. On their own. And they've totally redone one of the ships that's doing the three and four night Bahamas stuff. Um, the name's escaping me. I think it might be the Mariner. I apologize if I'm wrong on that. Um, but they've just recently revamped the ship. So revamping the ship, revamping the island, I think is going to make that kind of a contender in mm-hmm. that market. I know. We love Labadee when we got off. We were surprised mm-hmm. at how I much we enjoyed it. I was surprised as well. Yeah. So creating this other island that maybe draws people off the ship. Right. Is a plus. I remember going to Labadee when it was a beach with some plastic chairs on it and two concrete buildings, and that was it. We yeah. just got off the last cruise we went on and went all the way to the other end of the island, and I cannot believe the development that's been done yeah, on it's, Labadee. It's really it's a nice space to be. It's really we the cruise that we had done. I was surprised it was my first time there, um, so I you know I say all the power to them. They're putting a lot of money into it. I think uh, time will tell how many people are going to pay for these water park tickets if it's going to be a... Well, so the other thing is, and I don't mean to keep belaboring this, if you're on a four-day cruise, having a beach day or a water park day Mm -hmm. might not be that big a deal. Hmm. I mean, that's your whole day on that island, you know? And I don't know. Here's the deal. If that was something you and I wanted to do, I don't see $99 per person. I mean, there are excursions that are way more than that. True. Right. So I don't see that as... Stopping us. But a family of four with two small kids, now you've got $400. I can see that, you know, but you don't have to do that. No one's forcing you. Right. In addition to all of that, there's also going to be a 1,600-foot-long zip line from $79 to $139 per ride. Uh, which is, is not that, uncommon. So I was just going to say, like is people that, pay to zip line. Yeah. <laughs> huh. You're thinking they should be paying you. Yeah, I'm thinking like, it, or something you do as a punishment, or, or there's a I've fire. never right. I've right. never zip line. Yeah. Is there? Is that uh, usually the Always, right price? Yeah. I don't know if that's the, yeah. Right, I, I wouldn't sounds know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is not the table for that. <laughs> not a lot of zip lining experience here, Craig. Craig? I've never <laughs> ziplined. I if it's as cool as the one that was on Labadee, that would be different. Uh but Coco Key is relatively flat. It's not like Labadee where, yeah, there's, where there's height to the yeah, island. They're gonna so. go from to the highest water slide in the North America, so maybe they're gonna well, zipline from there. I, and that could be. Um I don't most of the time with zip lines there are zip line parks, so it's not just one long ride. It's multiple yeah, short rides. So I'm not I'm not sure on that. <laughs> we talked about something we know nothing about. <laughs> exactly. There's also good speaking of nothing and know nothing about there's also rides on a new helium observation balloon that will cost between $39 and $99 for adults and tier pricing down for children and children under the age of three ride for free. That's something I would do, but it's cheaper it's, than daycare. Just put it on the balloon. It's as if you don't get the water views of the water when you're on your ship right. looking over both sides. Right. Of the right, boat. right. So does that mean that if, if you gather up all the kids ages three, you can just put them all on the balloon? <laughs> Yeah. Just have 20 kids age right? The kids' programs are going to be empty. <laughs> um, the use of beach umbrellas, kayaks, and snorkel equipment will um, also have fees, but not anything on the island will come with an extra cost, as Tracy mentioned. Um, 
the there's a planned swimming lagoon, water play area, and slides and sports courts that will be complimentary. And I think they've also you're not going to have to tender here anymore either because you used to have to tender if I recall correctly at this port, mm-hmm. and now they're building a pier. And the, the pier is supposed to be open this I think around September of this year. The pier is going to be open. That's the first phase, and then I believe spring of nineteen is the date for most of the island to be up and running and then with november being the target date for the the beach club the coco beach club experience the concierge type experience uh am i wrong in saying that you you would either go to labadee or coco Cay? no you're correct yeah you, you would never go to both islands. i i couldn't imagine a situation yeah, where you would that'd yeah be weird and again these are what royal caribbean considers their quote-unquote private island mm-hmm. so and i bet castaway key has cast a shadow yeah I'm sure, sure. they've. Sure. That's why Labity, I think, has been improved. Now I imagine that's why Coco Key has been improved. Yeah. Coco so, Key. I say Key. Some people say K. Yeah, but you say Castaway Key, and it's yeah, the well, same word. I can't help it. Um, all right, let's move on to another something new that's coming along. This is at Universal. And Universal Orlando's resort is now going to have Jurassic World Kids Suites. These used to be the Jurassic Park Suites. So now because there's a new movie. <laughs> now Jurassic World Every suites. night you're in there while you're sitting there, your water vibrates. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's coming for me. There's a rearview mirror on your bed. <laughs> they, can sleep, Goldblum calls you. they can sleep up to five guests with a king bed in the adult's room and two twin beds in the kid's room with the option of a rollaway bed. Um, there's a physical door separating the kid's room from the main room, so that's a nice feature. And they're really, really nicely themed. I know um, we have some pictures up on our site already with these, but they're yeah, really cute. They are. They are. I mean, I I checked out some pricing. I just picked some dates kind of middle of the month in January just to give us an idea. And um, for uh, the dates that I checked, and your mileage may vary because depending on – there's a lot of variants that go into the per night rate. But this is just to compare the time I checked. Um, it was around 285 a night plus tax for a regular – uh, room with two queen beds. Um, the Jurassic Park suite for the same nights was four ninety nine plus tax. So you're looking at about an extra two to two fifteen uh, per night. So still less than the double cost of a standard. I always look at that yeah. because sometimes you have families who do want two rooms. Um, so that would alleviate that. And then the fact with the theming. And I got to tell you, four ninety nine a night for a suite, a kids suite. It's not far off when you think about. You know what's being charged elsewhere for less. Did I mention that these are at the Royal Pacific Resort? I'm not sure if you did, but it would be a good time to mention that. Royal Pacific Resort. Yeah, because then you throw in, I mean, not saying that the 299 or whatever Tracy just mentioned there for a standard room, you still get the express with that, but you always have to factor in the cost of express with any any of the hotels there that do have it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And there's a room that sleeps five people. Yeah. Yep. So that's really good for larger yeah. families or people who are going to all stay in one room. Also, having an extra room, having a separate room, I think, yeah. is always good for a family. Absolutely. You don't have to use the physical door. Mm-hmm. No, but as uh, it's there. <laughs> as John mentioned, it is, uh, or as Tracy was talking about, some people wanting two rooms instead mm-hmm. of just one. The nice part is with the kids' suite is that there is no outside access. Right from the kids' room yep. part of it. So they have to go through the adults. So it's that extra uh, peace of mind, too, that you get from it. I haven't been in the Jurassic World ones. I was in the Jurassic Park ones. And as a Jurassic Park fan, they were cool. 
um, these look a lot better and a lot nicer because those ones were getting very, very run down. But uh, Lowe's, Lowe's is getting very, Lowe's and Universal are getting very good at designing the kid suites. They're basically mm-hmm. showing up in every single one of the hotels. Uh, the Despicable Me ones at uh, Portofino Bay are still minion suites. Very, no, yeah, no. yeah, they're still very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And even the non-themed ones at like Sapphire Falls uh, are still are still pretty uh, pretty popular as well too. So uh, there's there's a lot of value. And Universal is understanding what it needs to do. Yeah, you know, to bring in families and to get families in those parks and stuff. So, good for them. Um, the other thing, the new thing I want to mention is also Universal Orlando related. This is going to be their cinematic celebration, and that's going to debut this summer. And it will take. It's a nighttime lagoon show that um, is what they call the next level for Universal's sort of water show display yeah. things that they do. Um, is this the one where they showed movies on balls? They did that in the past. Yeah, that was two shows ago. Then the last show, they upgraded it to like one of the screens that Disney puts out for uh, for the watching movies on the beaches and stuff okay. like that. But it had a miss screen instead of an actual physical screen. And now this is the next step on top of it. And we're talking uh, World of Color style now where actually projected onto fountains with dancing fountains in there as well too um there's been videos posted when people are lucky enough to be in the parks late enough to the point where they start testing and the technology definitely is is a big upgrade on top of that they're adding in a brand new area uh, across from the lagoon so that it's all dedicated to seating for the show because in the past you would just kind of try to find a place somewhere around the water and that's all you'd get now they actually are going to have dedicated uh viewing areas for it and um it's it's going to bring in harry potter which they haven't had for a, a nighttime show outside of the wizarding world they haven't had anything featuring harry potter jurassic world will be in it uh despicable me all all of the movies that you see represented in the parks. so uh once it makes its debut i'm expecting it to to actually finally be a a universal show that lives up to its nighttime status because in the past their shows yeah. have not having a seating area helps because with a lot of these it's really about vantage point mm-hmm. about how you can mm-hmm. see the things because if you see one of these screens on an angle or something you don't get the full effect so putting people in the right position is a smart idea so yeah. this is the lagoon between the two parks we're talking right at no. city walk no 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 this oh, is in the studios oh, in okay. their water area gotcha that's good. Because that's around, my, was my thing. Like that sounds like a really big deal. Yeah. To just have out f- for anybody who wants to watch it to watch it. No, nope, yeah. in, in perfect. A okay, that's what I was unclear of. Awesome. Just to sort of give the official line of what Craig said, uh, the show combines all new storyline with full panoramic panoramic water screens, accented by additional multi layer water screens, pyrotechnics, and for the first time ever, more than a hundred and twenty dancing fountains and projection mapping that transform the entire waterfront and surrounding buildings into a vivid celebration. Um, Guests will observe moments from Harry Potter, um, ear-shattering roars from dinosaurs in Jurassic World, adrenaline rush of speed from Fast and Furious, mischief by the minions, and more. So, you know, hopefully it'll be great. I mean, these are the nice thing now is that Universal has these properties that I think really are appealing to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was tough when it was like, you know, you relied on Terminator. Right. You know, well, to be a big also more current. Right. 
I mean, Current. you know, E.T. is what, 40 years old at this yeah. point? Yeah. And that's their last show focused on all uh, celebrating Universal's legacy in the movies. And so as much as that appeals to me as a massive movie fan, and I have other people in the room who love movies yeah. like that, too. Honestly, Fast and Furious, it is a reality. That movie, anytime a new movie comes out in it, it makes over a billion dollars worldwide at the box office. So uh, even though the attraction they made with it might not be up to some people's standards, uh it's got to get tossed in around because it is a juggernaut and universal is not afraid to throw away the past to look for what's current or what's going to be is popular Craig in the future. Universal shade over there. Only no, no, only in some moments. I respect them for that. I, as I much as I don't want Disney to change at some points, I respect that universal yeah. will say, you know what? We have to make sacrifices to, to stay current. And yeah. you see things like jaws go, but then Diagon Alley comes in place. Yeah. As you can say, I'm going to mention the one that's going to make Kevin cry. The I Love Lucy exhibit. Yeah. That killed me. Oh, I was upset about that yeah, one, too. That is one where it was not replaced for the better. Hello Kitty is not good. It killed me. Well, you I know. thought the whole park should be an I Love Lucy park. But <laughs> you think so? I Love Lucy theme park? And show old I Love Lucy episodes out on water screens. It would be okay with me. <laughs> yeah. it, it was just their whole um, desire to get families in that stopped them from that. Uh, making the I Love Lucy theme park. Other than that, other than that, it was a go. You don't want one middle-aged gay man? Yeah, there was just, there was just that small little hiccup, but it was going to be a go other than that. Specific demographic. Who's willing to come once every three or four years? Exactly. Right, who said, I love it, but when was the last time you've been to Universal to see it? We'll get there eventually. So, um, I'm very excited about actually to see this. I am too. So, um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing Universal's water show. I think it'll be really, really cool. Um, this is all I have for sort of this odds and ends mm-hmm. of new stuff. There's a whole bunch of new stuff going on at Disney, so we feel that that needs its own show so that we can, can flesh them all out. Can I add a couple things to this? Sure, absolutely. Um, just wanted to mention, um, to talking about Universal still. There's a couple new hotels coming. Yes. So we have Aventura. That's it's scheduled to open, I think, August of this year. Sixteenth. Is it? Yes. Okay, so it's you know it's on its way. Um, Aventura is going to be, if we had to classify it, kind of like a moderate on the same, on the uh, same kind of like Sapphire Falls, but doesn't no, look nearly as nice as Sapphire it's, Falls. It's it's on the same level as Cabana, Cabana Bay. Bay. It's in the okay. prime value category. All right. So still, no, you're not going to get Express Pass here, but you are going to get early access, and you're going to have transportation to the parks. Um, there's also this endless summer resorts that are opening. Yes. Next summer, I think, or next nineteen. Uh, it starts off with the Surfside Inn and Suites, and that will open in uh, in twenty nineteen mm-hmm. in um, summer, I believe, or maybe fall. But that'll open in twenty nineteen, and then the dock side will open the following year. And the first round, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I want to say it's like seven hundred fifty rooms. Right. But then when dock side opens up, it's going to bring. 2050 rooms and these are they're actually calling these value resorts yes because which is new for them they right. don't usually use that term and that's why they have the weird prime value to describe okay. cabana bay and aventura and aventura sorry because they are right on universal property and uh the endless summer resort will be on the the wet and wild space that they were uh developing okay. and is yep. currently under construction so now you're talking while these are still technically going to be considered Universal Orlando property because Universal owns it. Uh, you do have to cross over um, 
I you have to cross over the highway that, yeah. to get there. So they drive and I four. Yeah, you guys, that's right. Yeah. And so walk. they'll have a shuttle. They're going to have buses. <laughs> yeah, you they will have buses. I think they're going to but... have a boat. I think yeah. boat. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to build a boat ride. Yeah, yeah. one of those. Um, what are they called? You know, the amphibious type. The duck, <laughs> the duck army cars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, duck boat. Yeah. I would love that. That would that be awesome. Like fun. Yeah, Universal's doing quite a bit. Um, excited about their new hotels, their new stuff that's coming along. Um, so you think of see. all the rooms that they're putting in, they must yeah. be planning on big numbers as well. I think they already have big numbers. I think they do too. I think and they're I tired think, of losing it to those off-property hotels, yeah. even though they've partnered with them. I think they're they I want think they're them. realizing that the money is having their own properties. and Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? No, I think that? we're good. Okay. So, like I said, this was sort of, we wanted to make sure we sort of scooped up a bunch of stuff. I know it was Universal heavy, but um, we didn't think we would do just Universal. We're going to do another show where it's the new stuff from Disney. And that, I think, is going to require a little bit more because we're going to talk about package releases and um, new things to do and see at Disney. And that's going to take a little bit more conversation. So that'll do it for this show. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you got something out of it. Thank you guys here for joining us. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.